So as you know, and as we've been discussing, building a brand identity has many, many elements. And a critical part of the brand identity is how your customer experiences your brand. What does that customer journey look like? I like to call that, how do you deliver your brand story? How do you do that? Well, today on the Waste Up Wardrobe, on this episode of Waste Up Wardrobe, I'm going to be discussing ideas of how to elevate that customer journey so that your brand stands out. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally for the camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Hello, Virtual Nation. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Waste Step Wardrobe. This is episode 105, and it is the end of a brand styling series of episodes that we've done so that we can really discuss building a brand identity and what makes brands stand out in all the things that they put out, whether it's the digital world or your video or um, how your client experiences your brand. So actually, today, we're going to be really focusing in on that customer experience and how do you make your brand really stand out in the way that you deliver your story. But before I get started, I just want to say thank you to my super awesome producer, Rick Moscoso, who's always in the production room. He's even on vacation right now and still in the production room making this show happen today. So thank you, Rick, for being here and for making it all happen for Waste Up Wardrobe and for our audience And I want to let you guys know that we are on so many platforms. We're on iTunes where you can go rate us and review us. We're on YouTube. You can catch us there. And of course, we are always every Thursday at 1130 Pacific time on Facebook streaming live so that we can have that exchange and dialogue with you um, live and provide that live experience because sometimes it's just really good to be in a question answer mode and really get the answers that you need or kind of banter live. So that's why we're here live every single Thursday. In fact, it was a topic of conversation when I first started the show with Rick. It's like, do we do this live or do we pre-record it? And you know what? Even though being live is sort of a little bit more intimidating, I think, because you kind of have to be on the whole time, it is so much more exciting. And that's why we do it. Um, And um, we've really kind of made that our part of our process and part how how we deliver our brand the waste up wardrobe brand delivers the experience to its listeners which you know is kind of like on point right now as i speak um but let's talk about that brand experience you know that customer journey that final module of how to really build out a great brand identity and foster an amazing customer experience you know The thing about a customer journey or customer experience is really about that good service, that good, if you will, hospitality that your client experiences when they touch your brand, when you connect them with your brand. And I think for most of us, you see, you know it when you see it, you know, when you are at a particular, let's say restaurant, or you are engaging with a particular business and you feel a customer journey that feels like a white glove treatment that feels like you're getting this really elevated service, um, you know it. It kind of, there's a vibe, right? It's a feeling. And um, and today we're going to be talking about ideas to really elevate that customer journey. Some of the things that I'll be talking about is, are things that I do myself for my brand, but there's also been you know, mistakes that I've made along the way where I look back and I go, you know, that really didn't align with the that customer journey that I want to offer my clients. So sometimes it's a trial and error and we just kind of trial and error and always try and perfect it and make it better. Um, You know, and remember your, the brand is part of this, the brand is comprised of so many things, right? And this is just one part of it, but this, 
can be such a critical part because it really is sort of that interface with, that you have with the client, that interface that how they experience the things that you want to offer them. And I'd love for Rick, even though he is streaming from his um, Airbnb, uh, I'd love him to actually give me his take <laughs> on um, a great studio today, Rick. <laughs> I should be outside on the beach is where I should be. <laughs> I know. You sacrificed for a waste-up wardrobe. I know I it. I did. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Please thank the family for me, too, because I know uh, that you this is you carving out some time to, this is how important the show is to us, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm sorry, I wasn't focused. What was your question? So so tell me about <laughs> the customer, we're talking about the customer journey. I mean, you know mm. that, right? And how does that, you know, when you're trying to give, you know, we, we touch the client with a customer journey and that's what they feel. That's how they experience. And when you are experiencing good service in a company or with a service or a provider, you know it. It's like you you can, you feel it, you sense it. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you know, hired people or, um, so tell me a little bit about your take on customer journey and, you know, the things that make you feel a certain way and to, to feel like you're taken care of. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> that's like any, one-to-one -one, um, interaction with somebody else. Think of it as, uh, it can be simple as, as thinking of it as going out on a date for the very first time, right? Yeah. You wanna you wanna dress to impress, you wanna be yourself, you don't wanna act, uh, you don't wanna overact uh, to try and impress the other person, um, you know, because they're, they're observing, you know, your actions, your words, uh, um, and, and different things like that. And so it's, you know, with the business, it's the same thing. It's, it's a, it's, it's, it's like going on a date. So re, no matter where they step into the process and, and interact with your brand, um, <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah, we really have to think about how you're, how you're, we'll just call it touching, how, how you're touching them as far as, um, exposing your brand to them, and so it could be just a, it could be a video, it could be a text, textual thing, um, a, a still picture on Facebook or, or whatever it is, but everything that you do will reflect that and give them the feeling of what you're all about. And so, you know, it, it, it's super important, you know, yeah. e especially in the beginning, and, and and if somebody just happens to stumble upon you know your business for the first time. Right. And so it's so funny because at the, at the beginning of the show, I was talking about as part of our customer journey, the Waste Up Wardrobe brand, it's sort of decision of being a live show, right? Streaming live. Um, I feel like that is a way to really um, impact the viewer or the customer or whoever engages with us um, in a different way. I feel like it shows them who we actually authentically are because mistakes. I say the wrong thing. Things happen, <laughs> you know, when we're when we're streaming. Um, but at the same time, I'm right there. I feel like I could be right there and talking live, answering questions, having a dialogue. And I really love that. I feel like that was something I really want to build into the customer journey with Waste Up Wardrobe. Yeah, well, in something a platform like this, it's great because they can actually they can observe your personality. They can hear the inflections in your voice. They can hear the cadence of your of your speech, and you know all of that combined um, helps reinforce that your your brand. You know whether it's it's some something that they want to do business with or not. You know, um, not everyone's gonna. Uh, be attracted to our personalities, um, but there's going to be a, a lot of people if we do it the right way that will be attracted to us because it's like, hey, I want to be in business with that person, or I want to be, uh, 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 you know, part of their brand because I think they can offer me something that will help my business um, do whatever it is. Yeah, no, and so it's so funny because as I was thinking about you know this whole decision at the beginning to be a live show or to be a pre-recorded show, nothing against pre-recording. I think that's awesome. But I definitely wanted the experience, and it was hard. Like I, this was not natural for me. You had to really support mm -hmm. me to get better. And and as I did more shows, I got a little bit more comfortable. But it, you know, so it wasn't easy, your or anything like that. But it really felt like the right thing to do to align my values. So I, you know, I think it's really a big part of our our customer journey. Yeah, absolutely, and and you know. As people begin to, um, you know, you build up your audience and people start watching your show, um, 
they can interact with you real time. And people love to interact with, with uh, you know, live streams real time because it's their like, you know, it's their three seconds of fame or five seconds of fame, you know? Um, and, it, and if you do it right, you know, like what we do on this show, we bring up their comment and their little avatar comes on there and it's embedded like forever, right? <laughs> in the in the replay, so. I, yeah, I love that. And you know, the other thing I love that also speaks to the customer experience that is the viewer of the show is that I really love to, people who are actually commenting are, are engaged. And so I want to bring them up as like part of the guest speakers. Like I want their questions are that important to me. And that's sort of the vibe I want to give. Yeah, absolutely. And you did. I mean, <clears throat> there's been time though. And, and, you know, if you're doing this for the first time, don't be discouraged in the beginning, you know, if you are talking to nobody, because that's natural, right? I remember the first couple of shows that, that we did, we were, um, talking to an empty audience. But, you know, you have to just remember, just you, you act the same way as if you had a hundred or a thousand people watching you at the same time, because eventually over time, you will have that many people watch the replay. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, and people know. watch the replay too. So mm -hmm. it's like, it's like, you know, this is sort of when it comes to Waste of Wardrobe, this is sort of the customer journey when it comes to the show. And I thought that was just a really important thing to highlight. You've been such a big part of it. But, you know, the customer does a lot of different things. And it starts at the beginning. It starts with the onboarding of clients. Right. So, you know, this is my this is the thing. It really took me some time to think about that. Sometimes I would. Uh, engage somebody in, in terms of hire them. And I would give them my credit card and, you know, pay for the service. And I wouldn't hear from them for a while. And it was like, okay, so now what? What's next? You never want your, your client to feel that way. So it really starts from the minute you start onboarding a client, you really need to improve you really need to make a statement about your client journey. And so how do you do that? So the minute somebody gives you their credit card, that means they've invested in you. They've, they're sold. They give you your credit card. So I always get a little bit surprised that when people finally you know, convert a client, they feel like, okay, I got that done. Now I'm on to the next client. But that's not how it should be, right? You get this client and they're just, they should be treated with white gloves because they've invested in you. They've taken that step. So for me, for the brand of my brand, for the Jade House of Style brand, when somebody gives me their credit card, I immediately send them an onboarding email. Um, I send them an email with what to expect in step-by-step -step process. So first thing is like, thank you, of course, for um, for investing in this process for yourself and really showing them how enthusiastic and, and motivated you are to really bring them that result that they're looking for. Then I ask in the body of the email questions I think is popping up in their head. And I just have to put myself in the shoes of a consumer, right? How would I, what would I want to have answered if I just paid somebody money? What would I want them? What would be the questions in my mind, right? So the first thing is, okay, so what's next? And that's what I say, what's next? Okay, so the next thing is you got to schedule such and such, right? Uh, and then, okay, what's our next meeting time? Then I'll list the the next scheduled time. And, um, and, and then maybe, and then in the body of that, I'll say, okay, this is what you purchase and this is what you get. And really give them a step-by-step -step process in that first email after they've paid me, like almost immediately within the 24 hours, and let them know what is coming up next. When are we meeting again? What the program that they just bought entails? And um, and really show them the gratitude for making that leap, right? And, and investing in you. So that, I think, is the beginning of that customer journey, at least for my brand. I like to, that to be the beginning. And every brand is different, right? So and every customer is different. So you might have a different way of onboarding. <clears throat> but I really think that when somebody pays you money, that the next thing you need to do is really respond quickly. Now that you've converted them doesn't mean you kind of leave them hanging, right? You still have to kind of take care of them and guide them through the process. I feel like you always kind of have to put yourself in the client's shoes, right? You don't want a client to say that I paid this person money, but then like I didn't hear from them for two weeks, right? You want to guide them through the process and having some kind of a deliverable, an email, a text, a video text, something that then tells them, look, I just... 
I am so grateful for what you just did in investing in this process for yourself and 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 feeling the trust that I can deliver it for you. And this is what you're getting. And this is what's next can really put them at ease and make them think like, okay, this is covered. This is done. I don't have to think about it anymore. Right. Um, it does show how invested you are as a service provider or a product supplier to your client. And this idea of creating a step-by-step -step description of the process can be really helpful because somebody stepping into your house, somebody that's stepping into your process or program doesn't really fully understand sometimes how it fully works. Because remember, you know, we don't really tell people all the features of something that they're purchasing at the outset. It might be too overwhelming, right? But once they've engaged you, telling them about all the things that are going to happen in a technical way about outlining features is really important because they've they bought into you already. They don't need to, you know, you don't need to sell them on yourself anymore, but you need to let them know what they should expect and temper their expectations. So it helps manage their expectations. It helps you stay organized and it helps them reach their goals. And Rick, I'd love to hear your take on this onboarding process and how you think that impacts the client and how valuable it could be to actually, you know, really guide the client from the minute they give you the payment, right? And not leave them hanging. Oh, can't hear you. Sorry, there we go. Um, I think it's, it, it's even more important during the customer process after they sign on to your service or after they buy your product to work even harder to keep them right and make sure that they speak positively about your brand and and refer you to to others um so you know if if you're transactional based and you're just it's a one and done thing well then that's different but on an ongoing thing where it's it's you buy into a program and then it's an ongoing thing well you have to make sure even more so than your lead gen um, that they stay on because now they're experiencing everything behind the curtain right? <clears throat> things that you may not, things that you talked about, but now you're proving it, right? Because now you're interacting with it. And, you know, for you, 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 you have a uh, solid plan um, and how you take them through these steps through their, whatever it is that you, you happen to be working with them on. So it's, it, it's, it's super important. Um, <clears throat> I was listening to, was it last week? I was listening to Simon Sinek and I talk about him all the time because he's a great speaker. <clears throat> and, he was at a meeting and he talks about um, he went down. He was at the Four Seasons Hotel, goes downstairs to the Starbucks, asks for, uh, you know, a coffee or something like that. Young guys, young kids behind there. And and he asked the guy, um, he goes, you know, all the niceties and all that stuff. And he goes, how's it going? You know, how's it going today? He goes, it's absolutely fantastic. Right. The guy responded with enthusiasm and it kind of piqued his interest. He goes, why is that? goes <clears throat> i go do you like working here and he uh, uh the barista you know responded said yeah this is the best place to work uh, the people are so nice here i have managers that come from all over um, the the um, uh, the casino and when they stop in they always ask me hey if there's anything that i can do for you to make your job easier just let me know right and so you know from his perspective he's getting positive reinforcement he's getting great support he's getting uh, experiencing um, uh, wonderful follow-up from all of his his, um, his peers and managers throughout the hotel. At the same time, he also works at Caesar's Palace, right? He goes on and says, so I also work at Caesar's Palace, but it's nothing like over here. And he goes, well, what do you mean? He goes, over there, there it's all about how many cups of coffee did you sell today? Oh, is that all? Well, we need to boost up. We need to boost up sales, and uh, maybe you could make a sign that's bigger, or you know, smile a little bit bigger, or or do something, right? And it's totally not about interacting with the person. It's about achieving these numbers, and which is which yeah. is totally outside the the customer experience. So you really have to keep in mind what <clears throat> what the how the customers perceiving you as you take them through the journey because they'll grab onto everything that you say and everything that that you help them do and it's and it's even more so than that it's it's not so much the words because they'll listen to the words but it's it's the 
it's the emotional part of how you are making them feel as you are helping them through the process, because that's going to stick with them much longer. The emotional part's going to stick with them much longer than, than a spoken word, right? Totally, 100%. And you bring up a really good point. And the, the, the point of you know your agents, your employees, really it being an extension of your customer journey, right? As a brand, you want those people representing your brand to also offer and deliver a customer experience that is aligned with the brand, which brings everything kind of, you know, everything is coming together as we've had the series of brand identity um, building um, it brings everything together, right? And so you, you the, the focusing on company culture and helping your employees and agents really understand and know what to do and how to manage the customer is really, really important, don't you think? Yeah, there's there's absolutely. So uh, like I said, I mean, after the initial transaction is done, you better have a plan to keep them happy. Um, this is a... I mean, the goal is in most in most businesses is to have a long term relationship, and and again, think about think about it as a, a dating experience. You know, where do you want that relationship to go after the initial date? Do you want to ask them out for the second and third? Does it go further than that, right? And so it's that process or that mindset as you take them to your personal uh, brand process. Um, you want to kind of keep that in mind. Yeah, another great metaphor of it being like a relationship because it is, you know, it's like like being a dating game, right? You mm-hmm. initially, in, you know, are connected, then you go on that date and how do you want to present yourself? How, so it's it's very interesting, a great metaphor. So at, so here as we go through a customer journey, right? And so the it starts from the beginning. It starts with that onboarding, that first touch that you do when you are, um, you know, engaging with a client. The other thing you want to do to enhance that customer journey and really elevate the way you deliver your story is that always assure your clients that they can reach out to you with questions um, and always be quick to respond. And I have a little anecdote here uh, that personally, uh, you know, kind of a, an, an a great area where I fell into as a service provider where maybe I did not actually um you know, deliver as best as I could and in, in, in sort of the responsiveness, right? So I've always thought that within 24 hours, if you get back to a client within 24 hours, that would be great. That is sort of the thing, right? But, you know, you also have to balance that with, you know, your particular client, right? Everybody has a different personality. Um, and some people really need to have that assurance that's immediate. And what I realized is when I was um, working with a client is that she reached out to me on a Friday and Friday quickly sped along and I didn't get back to her until Monday. And so she felt as though, um, you know, like that she felt kind of a little bit in limbo. And I thought to myself, you know, I really do see it from her perspective. I also kind of saw it from my perspective because it was, you know, Friday, Monday. So it's a little gray area. But I think what I really needed to realize in that instance is that this particular client was, um, you know, she was traveling, she was in a hurry. And maybe if I would have just paid a little bit more attention to that, it would have been a little bit easier on her and it would have felt like she wasn't heard. That is the thing, right? You want your clients to feel heard. Um, And sometimes things happen inadvertently. And if you are somebody who's in the business of providing a service, you're constantly honing, you're constantly making the process better. And that's the key, because we don't all know exactly what to do. We have to kind of build in a process and do a trial and error and see if it worked or not, right? So this idea of, you know, that your clients can reach out to you anytime with questions, that you should be quick to respond can be really, um, really effective to make sure your client is feeling heard. Um, And sometimes the things that you feel are ordinary or easy questions or things that, you know, can wait may not be how they see it. And this is a little bit of a interesting little dance, right? It's like, how do you, you can't always be in the mind of your client to know how they're feeling. You kind of have to just be a good predictor sometimes. And sometimes you're not going to be, meet their expectations. Perhaps their expectations are too um, extreme, but perhaps not. 
perhaps it's a gray area. And just the idea of just helping them at some point feel heard that maybe, you know, you can rectify the situation. Anytime you make a mistake, you need to rectify the situation because people see that. They see that it was unintentional. And I really, again, I'm going to ask Rick to come up here because I think this is such an important piece. You know, we're all human beings. We are trying to, you know, we have personal brands that we're trying to really create an outstanding brand. This instance I was talking about, you know, I was really inadvertent. I didn't realize just how um, sensitive my client was to it. Um, but the good news is there's ways to rectify that as long as you can stay humble in the moment and not let the ego get in the way. <laughs> That's right. That's the whole key. I mean, as long as as long as you recognize that there there was uh, that that your client was disappointed or let down, um, it's okay to <clears throat> be humble and 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 apologize and sincerely say that you're sorry. You know, I didn't realize that, uh, you know, the time kind of got away away from me. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if I kind of didn't meet your expectation. Um, and by doing that and, and recognizing it uh, early on, um, I th the the receiving side will, will will tend to just okay it's, it wasn't that big of a deal you know i, I just wasn't i just wasn't sure right it almost, uh, softens, it. It almost softens the the the, the hurt or yeah the appointment right yeah exactly so if you if you recognize it be humble own up to it you know apologize um, yeah. because you still have a long road to, you probably still have a long road to go with them uh, just don't be get in the habit of making the same mistake as you <laughs> as you go on Exactly. No, that's exactly right. You know, it's like I think these little thing incidents or scenarios end up really keeping us more sensitive. If somebody's really focused on a great brand journey, it keeps us sensitive to the different things that can happen, how people can perceive certain things. And it helps us elevate what the service that we offer. Right. And um, and so, the, you know, the, the so was that instance with the getting back to within a frame where she felt she was heard. That was the instance I was talking about. But sometimes things happen, like something will fall through the cracks. You might have an assistant that might not have made a mistake. And you have to find ways to rectify those situations immediately. I feel like timing mm -hmm. is everything, right? Um, so for instance, like, and that happened sometimes, like um, not that long ago, um, somebody had reached out to my assistant and Somehow it got lost. The email got lost in the shuffle. She didn't see it. I didn't see it. It got lost in the shuffle. And the client felt like, oh, wait, what happened? Right. So one of the things I did was, of course, I sent her an email letting her know that was a mistake. But I also sent her a little gift um, as a, as you know, as like, uh, please accept, my, forgive me. And, and, and just know that we have every intention to take care of you. And you know what? It's so funny. I mean, it was not a big gift. It was just something that let them, made them feel as though we cared, you know? Yeah. 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 I, and that's, and, and I'm sure she ended up being one of your better clients because yeah. of that gesture, right? That small gesture. And that's all it takes is a very small gesture. You know, um, <clears throat> I would also say that just in case something happens, just be prepared, have something in your back pocket, just in case, you know, and it could be a, a, a little gift like this, or it could be, um, you know, just, just, <clears throat> you know, because of the situation, here's what I'm going to do for you, you know, type of thing. Uh, but, you know, it, and it doesn't have to be outrageous, you know, whatever that is, it can just be a small token. Um, and, you know, if it elevates to a level where, okay, they're really not happy, um, then, you know, be prepared to ask them, well, how can we make this right? Because I really want you to experience my brand as as I I talked to you about it early on. Uh, and I want to make sure that we have a good relationship as we as we continue. So, um, you know, be prepared to ask that question because it's it's funny. Sometimes that catches them off guard and they don't know what to say. <laughs> you know, I know it, it's a hundred percent. I know it's almost people <laughs> don't expect that people will be humble about it. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and when you are, it's almost jarring. It's like, oh, OK, you're taking responsibility. Well, how can I get, how can I get mad at that? Right. Yeah. Right. Can you can't. Right. So it really is about really letting the ego go to the side, trying to put yourself in the shoe, uh, shoes of the customer and just absorbing a little bit and just kind of letting them be heard and then even and rectifying it so it doesn't happen again, like you said. Mm -hmm. And um, when you are in business, I believe you're in the business of 
delivering, but I truly believe that you should be in the business of over delivering. So that's kind of the next point I wanted to talk about is sort of this over delivering. And the thing is like, obviously you don't want to give anything for free. That's not how a business runs. However, when somebody, um, when I am engaged in a, in a program with a client or a contract with a client, you know, I don't nickel and dime them over time. If they need me for an extra 10 minutes and we've gone over, it's really not that big of a deal. It's almost like they need that. I need to be there for them. So those little things can go really, really far. Um, and it kind of is a little bit of, of delivering extra, something extra. You're almost like surprising them with not pressuring them to be done at a certain time or be finished at a certain time, right? Um, and so <clears throat> also making sure that you don't make promises that maybe you can't keep. So for instance, if you have a deadline to meet, it's not over promising so that you short, fall short of deadlines. That can be very disappointing. I always really like to give myself a little bit of a cushion. And if I end up delivering a little early, wow, I'll make them extra happy. But I always have to be really careful not to estimate a certain delivery date of something and then I fall short. That can be really hard. Um, and then if you do fall short because things do happen, then again, you want to kind of use one of these tools, these ideas of rectifying the situation by reaching out to them and explaining the situation. That communication is so important when it comes to delivery of the process and explain to them what happened and maybe just treat them to something really easy, like really simple, a small gift, a little gesture, um, something that will make them just feel like, wow, okay, well, you know, she made it up to me or he made it up to me. Um, you always are as a brand, at least I am. And I really think this is really important. And this has been said a lot in, in the business world is like, how can I surprise and delight my client again and again and again? What are those little things I can build into the process for them that will make them feel Ooh, like this is really exciting. Like I get this and I get that and they did this. And, and the other thing is, remember, your client is not the only one you're trying to really take care of, but they are sort of a billboard and they're like a megaphone for what you deliver to them. So if a client is really enjoying the customer journey, they're going to go out and talk to all their friends about whether this customer journey is great or fell short. And I know Rick has something to say about that because in business, that is such a big deal, right? It's that you want your client to be your biggest fan. You want them to be a raving fan. And if you end up falling short of the customer journey or not really owning something that maybe went awry, then, you know, you stand this risk of, of that kind of your reputation a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm sorry. I was distracted by my kids because they're <laughs> leaving to go uh, <clears throat> to go to lunch. Um, what was I'm sorry. What was well, your question? About, I was talking about, you know, um, just this idea of wanting to surprise and delight the client every single time. Mm -hmm. Right. And that you want to make sure that, um, you know, that you you are, you know, um, giving them an experience that is, um, you know, consistent. And if something goes right, just really um, kind of coming back from that. And the reason, one of the reasons is that your client, not only are you trying to surprise and delight your client, but you're also realize that the client is a megaphone for you. They are going out and they are going to be talking about you and you want what they say about you to be positive, not negative, of course. And yeah. so you want to make sure that they are a good spokesperson for you. Mm -hmm. so yeah, I would. Yeah. I mean, you were talking about timelines and I think that's, that's a very important thing to be, be uh, aware of because depending upon your, your service or your product or whatever it is that the client has, you know, um, required of you, uh, make sure that you have a buffer, a reasonable buffer um, on, on that deliverable. And then <clears throat> that way, if you're done early, you look like a hero. Um, if you're done on time, then you, you met their expectation. The thing you don't want to be is asking them, you know, it's taking me longer than I thought it was going to take. Although there will be situations when, when you do have that. Uh, but if you recognize that up front or, or early on, then it won't be such a surprise, you know, especially if it's due tomorrow and it's going to be another week, then you're going to have some problems. But um, build in little buffers like that and whatever it is that you're doing <clears throat> um, and, and over deliver. 
because it, it, it's amazing in, in the selling process, um, as you give out, and I think we talked about this uh, last week, but as you give out freemiums or free videos or free tips and stuff like that, um, <clears throat> when they do finally buy your service or buy your product or what, uh, whatever it is that you're offering them, they will, they will, they will be in the mindset of, you know, I got so much great value out of the stuff that, that this person was providing for free. You know, it's like, they're, they're willing to give you money just to experience your brand. Um, and so, it, you know, all these little things that you're doing to make them happy, um, you do it not just for one client, you do it for every client and right. make that part, make that part of you, make that part of your, your, your personality or your mantra uh, as you take these, take every client through the, through the journey. Um, not everyone's going to be receptive to it. Not, not everyone's even going to recognize it, but, as long as that's part of how you do business, they'll talk about that, right? Right. And that's a piece, right? It's talking about it. You want them to be your raving fans. You want them to be a megaphone for your brand. And if you've given them a customer journey that felt delightful, that felt good, that felt like they were being heard and they're, you know, white glove treatment, like, well, they have they will talk about it naturally. Yeah. I mean, if you can if you can think ahead of time, um, a situation where they would say, you know, I really wasn't expecting that because that's, you know, I really wasn't expecting that thing or that service or what she did or what he did. Uh, but after they provided it to me, it was like, oh my God, you know, there's no place else, there's no one else I'd want to go to, right? Exactly. So if you can, if you can position yourself somehow in your planning strategy where they're going to say that, drop those little, those little landmines around, you know, where they could possibly. You know, share that with with their friends or with their online circle, um, then you're you're golden. I mean, you got to kind of have to think ahead at, at some of those opportunities that 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 are out there as you take them through the journey. Yeah, absolutely. And and so again, just this whole timeline of a customer journey from the moment of onboarding through everything that happens through the process, you know to the culmination, say you're delivering a product. I truly and firmly believe that when you're delivering a product, everything about it should be great. Like it should be aesthetic. It should be beautiful, right? It should be pleasing to the eye. So I don't know if you've ever walked into a retail store and they've like, you know, you bought, you purchased stuff. And then like, do you want a bag? It's like, yeah, I want it packaged beautifully and put together for me and presented to me. Um, I always thought that was interesting when when certain you know retail stores did that because part of the customer experience is the way you package it. It's the your branding, packaging, the tissue, the way you wrap it, the way you put box it, the bow you put on it, perhaps, or just the, whatever way that it is that that makes your brand stand out. That is part of the customer journey. And sometimes we forget that people like to have all their senses appealed to, right? And so that final visual that you give the client, if you're in a retail you know, situation is really important. So don't ever think that that is something that doesn't matter. You know, people want to be, um, they want all their senses to be engaged when they're with you in a, um, in a, in a customer journey experience. Another way to over deliver is, you know, sometimes it's really cool when people's birthdays are remembered uh, or their anniversaries are remembered. When you send them something, a little card, I think that can be very, very delightful. It just lets them know that you are, you know, you're still interested in them, that you're interested about, you know, the fact that it is their birthday, a big day for them, and that you are helping them celebrate. Even sometimes it doesn't have to be a handwritten note. It could be a text. It could be a video text. Whatever is easy, but the idea of, like, touching the client again is really, really, um, really powerful. Uh, getting to know your client, too. You know, it's interesting because, I remember going into a physician's office and um, and and I had it. It was the first time I've ever been in this physician's office, and um, I was going in for back pain or something like that. And um, and he started talking to me about me and what I do and my story and what work kind of work I do and oh how exciting that work must be. Oh, and what my purpose was. I was I was actually kind of taken aback. I was like, whoa, this, this doesn't feel like you know, like a doctor talking about 
like what's going on with you. This is more personal. It felt so personal. And I even asked him, I said, wow, you spent so much time getting to him. He goes, how do you think I remember my clients? How do you think I'll remember my patients? I have to make a connection between their stories and who they are. And so I thought that was so amazing. And so I guess what that that impact it made on me made me think, I really love to delve into people's stories, understand where they came from, understand why they're on a certain journey. And that really connects people. It really, really connects people. Um, and I would love Rick to chime in on this because I think just having, he does like a lot of brand videos and getting people's stories out of them. This idea of being a service provider or somebody helping somebody and really understanding who they are at the core or their story or um, even their own brand can be very powerful to connect with the client, don't you think? Yeah, uh, well, absolutely. Um, you bring up the example about your doctor at talking about yourself, you know, talk, changing the conversation uh, to a more per personal level. Um, I'm, I'm working with a client now whose goal is to reconnect how to be a an old country doc, right? <laughs> basically, I'm improving your bedside manner, basically, uh, in the big city. Because, you know, in today's world, um, and, and the age group of doctors that are coming out there, they're not so much focused on, you know, connecting with their with their uh, patients anymore. It's like, yeah, and you can tell the old school doctors from the new ones because the new ones are in and out, right? The old ones, they want to kind of get to know you a little bit, so to speak. And so here, this this client especially that that I'm working with wants to train the younger generation of doctors that are going through um, <clears throat> training and help them reconnect, help them improve their bedside manner so that because you never know who the next donor is going to be that you're talking to, right? Yeah. Because of the experience that you're providing them. Not only did they fix my thing, you know, whatever it is that was going on with their body, but they sat and listened to me talk about my, my, my husband who passed away recently or, um, you know, whatever personal thing that is. And they sat down and listened and then you gave, they, they give them this, um, this great, um, uh, experience as, as a doctor and, and and it's like okay i'm gonna write that facility a million dollar check because they not only did they take care of my thing but the patient care there was fabulous yeah right? and it was the experience was incredible and so you just never know where that how that's going to come back around to you it's so true i mean i have um you know there was a interesting um uh thing i had read about that uh, doctors who are liked by their patients are more likely to like if something goes wrong are more likely not to be sued if um if something goes wrong right so for instance um if they um if you are in a, you know are you a client or a customer of a doctor and you know, things happen, something goes wrong. If they really like you, they know you're a good person. They have this trust relationship built with you. They're less likely to be negative about you. They will, you know, they'll more be more understanding. So it's so interesting. And, you know, Rick, you were talking about how, um, you know, how the old school doctors versus the new, you know, new generation. You know, I think that, I think I kind of disagree with that a little bit because I've found that, um, Sometimes the old school doctors are so academic and they do forget to talk to people about people, about their people life. Right. Mm -hmm. And I found that even in the newer generations coming up, even in medical schools, I think they are starting to really build in these sort of classes where you're starting to get. And I actually read this somewhere and that's why I bring it up. Um, that they're trying to build in sort of this customer rapport, like getting to know who the person is. So I really think it could be, of course, there's old school doctors that really were that country doctor, mm -hmm. right? That wanted yeah. to get to know you, of course. But there's also, you know, there's also this tend that this academic dry side of medicine, right? And I don't know, we're talking about medicine, but we, this could be in any yeah. field, obviously. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. But then, um, but the new, like, it is kind of a new thing now where people are starting to get to know the patient on a deeper level. And it really depends on who the delivering brand is, right? Who that person yeah. you are, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I and I totally agree with that. Um, I'm, I'm, the the oh, we lost you. So the idea that you know um, it really is about the person and that kind of trust that you're trying to build as the brand provider, right? You could be, you know, from generations ago or from today, and still you will be, you know, it depends how you are actually delivering what you've put into the process to create it, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You were saying yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, the experience that I, I was referring to is um you know growing up in a in small town USA with my dad. My dad was is a retired surgeon, right? <clears throat> and we were in a town of 3,500 people where he knew everybody. He probably delivered every baby in that city, right? Uh, in the time that he was there. And um, he had such, it, it, it's interesting because we never really saw him as kids. We never saw him in his element, right? Until we went out to dinner. And then we'd be out at some restaurant and, and not a fancy restaurant, but just a local place. And then everyone would, would say hi because they knew him or they were probably a, a patient of his. And then, you know, you even have uh, patients who come up and they're all bandaged up and thank you for bandaging this thing. You know, I, had, I do have a little bit of a leak here and, you know, you know, like, but he was always really good with his bedside manner. He goes, no, no, just go ahead and just keep it covered come and see me tomorrow at the clinic and we'll, we'll take care of it, make sure it's okay. You know, and, and, and that, that, that experience then I didn't, I wasn't, we weren't really in tune to it until as adults now, you know, now we're experiencing um, uh, doctors who either are kind of like that or, and it doesn't matter their age, I guess, um, whether they're young or old, it's just, what are you in tune with? Right. And and as a service provider, you just have to make sure that you stand out and you're in tuned. You're, you're tuned in to your to your client and what they say and how they say it, because you, you you never know what that little trigger point could be that could take it one direction or the other. Absolutely. So, I mean, again, see, this is the idea of how you deliver your brand, right? You could be a doctor or you could be, you know, um, somebody who is in a retail situation. So really, there's so much that you can do depend. It doesn't matter the profession you're in when you deliver your um, your service. So like really understanding that delivering of value, recognizing your client not only you know by maybe sending them a branded gift or on their birthday but maybe recognizing their business on your social media can be a great way to promote and to make your client feel like um that they're special right um you know the other thing is that you want to ask your clients how they're feeling kind of throughout the process i know that can be tough because sometimes you know especially if you're dealing with a client who is just you know has more of a demand on you or really seems to be that client that really wants a lot um but really asking those questions can help you improve the client experience and i would advise don't be scared of that because it is really important to know how you're being perceived by different types of personalities and um and and how you can what you can do to improve every, improve every single time, and the other thing I want to say there's two last things I want to kind of round out these ideas with for delivering a great experience. And um, one of the things that I've learned as a consumer of product or service is that you know you really know the value and the depth of a of a company and a brand by how they respond to you when you're having a problem. And I kind of want you to think about that a little bit because when you are doing great and you're enjoying the process and everything's great, it's easy to please you. But what if you had a problem? What if something happened? What if, you know, maybe an assistant or an agent didn't really deliver the brand like you want to, or maybe um, something got delayed that you promised them and it hasn't happened. The way you respond to that is so critical. That is the time that you have to step up your game. That's, I truly believe that because that, if you can step up your game when a client is having a problem, they know that you love them and you will deliver them a great service no matter what happens, not just when they're giving you their money. That is so important, I think. Um, just having been a consumer myself, that's kind of the, the brands that had st stood out with me as a consumer were those brands that said, don't worry, we've got this handle, we'll figure it out with you or we'll figure it out for you sometimes. So 
that is really important. And keeping in touch, you know, keeping in touch with your client, even past the point of doing work with them will be if you've delivered a great customer journey, keeping in touch with them can be a really powerful tool for you to grow the business and asking for testimonials. When you keep in touch with them, it makes them feel like, okay, you know, you care about them beyond the time where they were actually paying you. So to round out this episode, the Waste Up Wardrobe weekly wrap-up boils down to this. The main takeaway is you want your customer to feel like they are well taken care of through every part of the customer journey from beginning to end, from the minute you onboard them to the minute you finish up with them and beyond. That is really, really critical. Um, One of the key um, tips I have when it comes to that is really asking your client the questions, the hard questions. How is the process going for you? What can we do better? Those are really good questions to ask and don't be afraid of asking them. Some tools I would say to really kind of create this customer journey that can be very valuable is I have a certain plan, a certain process. When somebody gets onboarded, I send them a letter immediately. It has sort of the same format, but it it answers key questions. What's next? This is what you get in your program. This is when I see you next. So that can be a great tool. If you have some kind of a standard um, idea or template or video or something that you send out right away, then you don't have to like reinvent the wheel every time. You're reinventing a little bit because you want to customize it a little bit, but it's not a full reinvention of the wheel every time you have to onboard somebody and make it so you can make it a little easier for yourself. And finally, an action item. I would say, look at what your customer journey is right now. See if you are onboarding in a way that makes people feel heard and immediately answer those questions that are popping up in their head. And also throughout the process, check in with the client. And finally, the one most important thing is you want to make sure that when you have a client that's having a conflict or a problem, that you can step up to it and address it immediately because that is gold. When you step up and you address address a client's problem when they are having a problem rather than just when they're, you know, giving you money and it's easy, that speaks like volumes to your brand and who you are and the values of your company. So there you have it, the Waste Up Wardrobe Weekly Wrap-Up. And um, I will see you next week again right here on Facebook at 1130 where I'm going to bring you a new, fresh episode of Waste Up Wardrobe. And if you're so inclined, bring a friend. 